answers. Are you going to start the camera? Um, Pete's not here. Pete's not here. They're all in here. I'm turning to Hebrews chapter 10. And I want to read from verses 19 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10. We're to read at verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, and by a new and living way which he consecrated for us, through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an, from an evil conscience, a body washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Amen. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is a manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more, the more as you see the day approaching. Thank you, Lord, for your word to us today. Again, Lord, we rely on the Holy Spirit to help us as we look into your word you would share with us, Lord, what we need to hear today. Minister to every heart and life here in the divine presence. Help us today to apply our hearts unto wisdom and to live and bring honor and glory to your holy name. In Jesus' worthy name we pray. And everyone say, Amen. I look at the Psalms, and the, the psalmist said in Psalm 73, 28, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all of your words. And then a key verse from Hebrews 10 is verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. I don't believe the Apostle Paul is here addressing the unsaved. He's talking to the church about conversion and salvation directly to the Hebrew believers and to us here at Mount Pleasant today. He's calling for us all to come, draw near to the Lord Jesus. Now in saying that, do you think perhaps Paul was thinking about there may be those that have wandered and aren't as close to the Lord as they ought to be. I know that that's something that can happen to any of us. We can get so busy with life and realize that we're not spending the time with the Lord as we ought. And really, it, it hinders our spiritual walk with the Lord. We know that we're a follower of the Lord, but we're not as close to Him as we maybe one time were. So we're talking about having an existence, but not that loving, close relationship that God would have for us. And so the question comes to me, comes to all of us. Do we spend time with the Lord? Or do we think like some that, uh, you know, an hour or two in church Sunday will suffice for the week? 
Oh, like that song we just sang there, I trust that we look forward to that sweet fellowship with the Lord. And that songwriter's talking about spending an hour with the Lord in, in the worship and communion. It's a little bit like our healthy our bodies, you know, if we want to stay healthy, it takes more than just a snack a day. It takes at least three good hearty meals. And when you're far away like Ken, I can just see him now devouring into those good meals she makes for him. A five-minute slot hardly cuts it. If you really want to be walking with the Lord and have that spiritual walk. We can be in an attitude of prayer, no matter what we're doing. Driving the car, uh, doing the laundry, working in the garden, husking the corn, sweet corn these days. So to walk in the spirit, we need it every day and many times in the day. And I fear that this is why there are so many every week and they fall into temptation so often. They become used to living a non-victorious life and begin to think that's normal. But I believe that Jesus wants to empower us with the blessed Holy Spirit that we can live to God's honor and glory. Yes, I know we all are subject to failure and, and slipping up once in a while. That shouldn't be the norm. Rather, as the scripture says, we can be more than overcomers through Jesus Christ our Lord and the Holy Spirit working and walking with us. So let's draw near to him out of a pure heart, a full assurance of faith. Having that attitude of prayer, even while we're busy at whatever we're doing, our hearts and our minds can be focused on the Lord, even when we're not praying out loud. My wife used to say about one of her earliest memories, she can hear her mother downstairs going to wash in the basement. She was down there just singing one hymn after another, working but still worshiping the Lord. You know, Paul is teaching us here that we are to share with all believers. Let us draw near. That means that covers all of life. And the line to heaven, praise the Lord, is open day and night. And so they, we may not be thinking really of the nearness to the end of time, but you know, the Lord can come at any moment. Or our heart could stop beating. You never know what could happen. I just heard of a family, a <clears throat> uh, pastor friend of mine had passed away with cancer about two years ago. Uh, and from a big family, he was the only boy, what was it, six or seven girls, and then this boy. And he, he was the youngest that passed away. But here this week, one of his sisters. Uh, was with her grandchildren, and I think she had a heart attack, and they tried her best to help her, and she passed away right there. I think how hard that would have been on those grandchildren. But let's live to bring honor and glory to the Lord no matter where we are, what we're doing. We are to be the salt and light of the world, right? And so the world is watching. They're taking account what kind of person you are, how you're living. So keep that smile on your face as much as you can and reflect the joy of the Lord that is within you. So let us draw near. is isn't just occasionally. It should be the norm. Just as a little child loves to be with their mother and dad, we want to be near Jesus. 
I like to read in Ephesians 2, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once and far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Praise the Lord. Let us live in that nearness. As believers, we can come boldly onto the throne of grace. And Jesus, through his death, now gives us access to the holiest of holies. He made that possible when he died there on the cross. Paid that awful price for sin. God desires for us uh, to enjoy his presence, having a little bit of heaven once in a while while we're going through life. Uh, I remember well, a year or so ago, Lee called me one day, and he was just so happy in the Lord. And the Lord had given him a really unusual experience. He was out driving his truck, as I recall, and maybe had the radio on playing music, and all of a sudden God filled that truck. And it just thrilled me. Remember, he, he came and shared with the congregation. And this is what we're talking about, those unusual times that God can come. Now, I come to church on a Sunday morning. I expect that I'm here to worship God. The music is so uplifting as it was today. Thanks, Stan, for leading us. But we come to worship together, to feel his presence. What about those times when we're really not even thinking really about that and suddenly God comes and fills our hearts with that joy and blesses us? It's exciting. It's exciting. Remember, the sun is still shining above the clouds if there's a storm below. I, I had to think of a number of years ago we were in a jet plane. Uh, Faith and I love to travel. We don't go out of it, I guess, I don't know if we haven't been in an airplane that often, but it's always exciting to me. And here, the pilot was trying to veer around the storm, all the time climbing, and after a bit, we got above the clouds. It just looked like cotton down there. It's beautiful. The sun was shining. It was peaceful. And the thought suddenly hit me. This is the way it is. The storm's below, but up here, it's beautiful. So don't forget, the sun is still shining, no matter what you may be going through. His light and his love never stop and will penetrate the tests and trials of life that we all experience. <clears throat> he is so faithful. Have you thanked him today? We need to be. I've touched on some of this, but now I want to share with you, Father, four great reasons that encourage us to draw near. Prayer is a blessing. It's the access we have to come into God's presence. Verse 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest. While on the wilderness journey, the children of Israel were worshiping, as you know, in the tabernacle. It was a tent made out of fabric, and there was an inner court that separated the outer court, and, and the priest could only go in there once a year. And even at that, he had a, a rope attached to him that if something went wrong, they could pull him back out because no one else was allowed in there or he would have died. His holy presence was like a cloud that no one could enter. For 1,500 years or more, God kept his people away from direct contact with himself. But all of that changed when Jesus died on the cross. You imagine sitting there in worship that day, and suddenly the big robe or veil across 
pour from the top down and you could look into that holiest of holies. I just like to imagine that crowd probably fell on their knees thinking they were all going to die in the moment. But God opened up the door through Jesus and we now have access directly with Christ. You don't have to go through a priest anymore. You can pray your own prayer and know that he hears you. And so we can personally, each one, come and draw near and enjoy his presence. And as that verse just said, boldness. We have boldness now through his blood. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, the writers of the scripture help us to understand better what this really means. If you want to have an interesting Bible study, look up all the verses in the scriptures on the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Praise his name. I believe we need to give more honor and glory to Jesus for his shed blood. God knows that the blood of Christ is infinitely more precious and powerful than, than you or me can ever realize. I like how the English Standard Version puts this in Ephesians 1, verses 7 and 8. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trans trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavishes upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on the earth. And then looking back in Hebrews, one chapter prior, Verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offer himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And then Peter, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish, without spot. Share just a few verses there and many more on the shed blood of Jesus. So what is the blood worth to us today? It's our ransom. If Jesus hadn't shed his blood, we would have no redemption from sin. We would be lost in our sin. But it satisfied God the Father as payment for sin and giving us now access to Jesus and to God himself. And so, friends, we need to honor the blood of Jesus and trust in that blood. Even though we may not fully understand it all, and I surely don't, or we can't explain it all, but we can trust that infinite power of the blood of the Lamb. This is our boldness, friends, in drawing near. Honor it by boldly claiming your place in the nearest, nearness of God that Jesus has provided. May the blood be your cleansing. May it be your boldness. Every day living out the reality of this truth as we witness for Jesus. Oh, what a, a wonderful confidence that we have as we dwell in him. And so as long as the blood of Jesus speaks for me, I can confidently claim the everlasting abiding presence of his nearness in our life. And then there's that new and living way. 
Not only in the holiness that's opened up, but the boldness that we're given through the blood, but there's also a new and living way. It's a way that Jesus offered to us that day on his death on the cross. He condemned the sins of all flesh. The flesh was the veil that, that separated us from God. It was that Christ rent that veil by giving his human flesh to be broken and to be wrapped on the cross. We know that as you read the scriptures, when Jesus began his ministry, before he began his ministry, he was tempted sorely there in the wilderness, but he never yielded even one time to the devil. He used scripture to answer Satan. So we know that Jesus was without sin. And that helps me to know today that he understands us in that hour of temptation. He knows what we face and to go through because he also was tempted. And so he knows what we need and he's provided, yes, a new and living way for everyone that they desire. Christ is the way. He's our example as we reach out as his hand extended to the needy around us. Someone has made this statement. Until religion becomes a passion, it's only a habit. Until religion becomes a passion, it's only a habit. Many want happiness in living for Jesus, but they shy away from the messy part of getting involved in ministry and commitment and laboring for Christ whatever that may be for them. How can I not want to do for Jesus what he asked when he did so much for me? I'm so thankful that Jesus didn't forget us when we went back to heaven. He didn't leave us as orphans, but he sent the Comforter, the Blessed Holy Spirit, to be with us. And he's in the world today. He's working. He's within us and, and helping us I couldn't make it on my own strength. I don't think you could either. God knew what we needed. We need the Holy Spirit within. We need to possess Christ's righteousness and not our own. Now I've often wondered what it would be like to have immediate access to go see the president. Or the Queen of England. Wouldn't that be something? But little John Kiefer doesn't have that. But I'll tell you what I do have. I have immediate access to the throne. Hallelujah. That's far greater. Far greater. Yes. Life can be hard. We need Jesus. Sometimes in a quick moment of need. Life can be even humiliating at times. But it's, it's a life of submission to the Lord. And even thinking of those that come to the very point of death, they need God. They need faith with Him at that time. One has said, only when we die to all about us do we live to God among us. Interesting. I thank God for this new and living way that He gives us as we surrender ourselves to Him. I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, the Spirit of God is our help. He's our constant strength and joy as we go through life. And yes, to those hard places. Sometime, someday, we're going to see Jesus face to face. And then some things we don't understand here in this life will be explained to us. But you know what? Maybe it's not even going to be that important anymore. <laughs> when we get there to heaven. 
Yes. Well, we have the high priest. Praise God. I'm so thankful that we have a high priest that was tempted like as we, but and he, and he could understand us, our weaknesses, but thank God he was without sin. So this allows us to come boldly to the throne of grace to find that help in time of need. You don't have to feel left alone or forsaken. Well, the devil wants you to feel that way. You're all alone like the prophet in the Old Testament. I'm the only one alive who was over 700. But Jesus is with us. Let's look to him. Take time to dwell in his presence. He is our joy. He created us. He wants us to spend time with him. Do you love Jesus this morning? Amen. When I was young, and probably not even 10 years old yet, I remember well hearing a lady, her name was Sister Bosser, coming to Roxbury Camp from Canada. And she was giving her story how she was in the hospital and had died and had a vision of leaving the room. She saw her body laying there and she went up to heaven. I have a book, I've reread it many times, and it just blesses me every time I read it. But in her vision of heaven, she saw the beauties and the glories of heaven, some she couldn't even begin to explain. She saw her loved ones who had passed away. What a grand reunion it was. And then she met Jesus, and it all came together for her. She said as she looked into his eyes, she saw and experienced a love like never before in her life. He showed her around heaven, told her that someday all this would be hers and for all God's people. She was ushered into a very large room like a huge warehouse filled with gifts for all the saints to receive for their faithfulness when they get to heaven. My, you ever think about that? What's there waiting for you? It was a breathtaking experience for her. Then Jesus looked her straight in the eyes and said, I have a mission for you. Would you go back to earth again? Oh, she said, it just went through her. I don't want to be in heaven. But she said, I could never say no to the Lord Jesus. He told her to come back and bring a message to her pastor, Reverend Edward Gilmore. Incidentally, he was that dear evangelist that led to Jesus in her own life. And she was to say to that pastor to make more of the blood, more of the blood, and that Jesus was soon coming back to his bride. That's been over 60 years ago. That tells me all the near, all the closer, Jesus is coming back blood of Jesus, we must know that that is our only hope and not to be ashamed of it and that he's soon coming. Remember, if it wasn't for the blood, we couldn't have access to God in prayer. We couldn't have our sins forgiven. We couldn't have salvation. But now, through the blood, we can enter right into the holies of holies, into his very presence. He's here to meet us today. He's here to meet every need. And you know, many times as I conclude a service, I say, if you want to pray, come and pray. I mean that. Jesus can meet with you right here.
or wherever you make an altar to pray. Let us draw near, brother, and be blessed. Amen. Amen. To worship.